There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts. Brought to you with Cross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cross or CarrickMacrossCU.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Get low as can be APR, zero deposit required, and finance arranged within four hours with all 192 pre-ordered Renaults. What are you waiting for? There's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda or Cavan. Good afternoon and welcome to Late Lunch. Joan Larkin here sitting in for Jerry today and tomorrow and we have a packed show ahead so I hope you can stay tuned. As always our number for comments and questions is 086-1800-658. Well my first guest is the service manager of Prosper Meath, an organisation that is aiming to improve the lives of young people in this country living with disabilities. Shane Carolyn, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Good afternoon Joan, thank you for having me. Shane We'll start off, shall we kick it off with you? Just tell us a little bit about Prosper Mead, what it does. Yeah, so Prosper Mead were a day service provider for adults with intellectual disabilities in the county of, of Mead. Uh, we have 185 plus service users that attend our day service across nine locations. We are based in the towns of Navan, Kells, Trim and Ashbourne at present. And do you deal with people of all ages, Shane? So people, when they come into us, they come in from 18 plus. Okay. When so from when they're known as school leavers and then they come into us then as new admissions. Okay. And out of those 185 people that, that you work with, what is the main issue facing them, do you think? So I suppose there's lots of things on a, on a daily basis. For my purpose of being here today is that I suppose employment and employment, equal employment for our service users I suppose to set the scene and again on the campaign that we're launching at the moment um, a number of projects we've started to run out of Kells and I suppose to even to set the scene for before that we've, we're doing a lot of media work at the moment and a lot of PR work um, and that's trying to tie in with what we do on a daily basis um, so I have to give credit to the service in Trim and Neve Clavin when they discovered the golden nugget that is Shea Cassidy the local uh, videographer and Shay produced a couple of videos with the, the service in Trim from that we brought over, uh, Shay over to Kells with the idea of creating some thought provoking videos so we've been around for the last 8 months if you like in terms of the videos that we've created so last October we created the video 20 people 2 questions which was a thought provoking video aimed at uh, putting people on the spot in a sense but highlighting that not everybody gets to choose their disability and if you had a choice what disability would you pick so that video was a video of awareness awareness around disability we follow that up in March of this year when we released our local production If the Shoe Was on the Other Foot which was a, a production that our service users casted and starred in themselves and that kind of focused on the area of how our, our service users are treated on a daily basis we made a more gentle video, if you like, locally called Making for a Better Kells, which looked at how Kells, the town itself, could become more physically accessible, but for all. OK, so mm. how could it become more accessible for the youth, for the elderly, for mammies and daddies with prams, but yeah, also for people with disabilities. And then that brings us on to this project, which is where we're at now in trying to tackle employment, if you like. OK, that's all very thought provoking stuff to try to get people to think mm. about how it is for a person living in this country today with a disability, be it of any kind of disability. I mean, employment is a huge issue for people with disabilities. And uh, you say out of 185 people, only 15 percent, is it 15, have, have some employment, some form of employment. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that is, Shane? 
Well, when I look at that, like even to delve into that a little bit further, so approximately 185 plus service users uh, attend Prosper Meads. Only 15% of those are in some form of paid work. Can I just say not all of those are paid the minimum wage. Some of that is tokenistic payment. So for somebody's three hours of work, they might only receive maybe 15 euro for that. So break that down to okay, five Okay, so that's just giving someone a job. Really, some people would look at that as saying that they're being used. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So what we're looking for is more fair employment. And, um, and I mean, do you think it's just employers or do you think it's people in general that when we see somebody with a disability do we treat them as we treat anybody or are we a little bit condescending to people do you think or what, what way do you see it? We can cover down a lot of aspects. I don't mm. know if there is so much about condescending. I suppose there's a lot of businesses that are looking at their margins. They're looking mm. at profits and and, and um I suppose quality and, and the output that they're going to get back but I suppose and it was a colleague of mine Louise Kelly that I was talking to on the way over on, in the car and she said it's about embracing diversity and equality it's uh, like no country has done it better than Ireland but now we need to do it even more. We need to embrace people with disabilities and employment. So I suppose if we look at it, there's no excuse really anymore because like the wage subsidy scheme does exist out there. So like, yes, yeah, sometimes the nature of a disability can restrict an employee's produ- productivity in comparison with other staff, but it's irrespective of their ability to do the job, there are situations, restrictions, results in a loss of productivity for the employer. So the wage subsidy scheme allows the employer to make up that shortfall through grant assistance. OK, so, so they're getting a grant to employ people with disability so there is no excuse really is there but it's also to say it's illegal to discriminate against any employee on the basis of their disability and this right is set down in the employment equality legislation but do you think are most people with disabilities are are they able for certain types of jobs or or are they limited in in any way at all so that's a fair point so the first thing to do is for for employers to trust trust people Mm people like myself but trust Prosper Me, trust other disability providers trust the care staff to approach them looking for work so what we're saying is like our role as care staff it's very important okay we acknowledge that work may not be for everyone. Okay, right, so out of the yeah. 185 people that attend Prosper Meath, we would say that might be on, okay, there's 28 people in work at the moment. We might say there might be another 25, 30 people. We're not saying work is for everybody. We have responsibilities first as care staff to ensure that that person is job ready, okay, mm-hmm. to make sure that yeah. they have the social skills for that job that they're travel trained can they get to and from that place of employment by themselves so that they're more independent to do those things so when we're happy that this person that we feel is job ready then the time is right we also make sure that the job area and the placement fits it fits both the service user but it fits the employer then as well we stay with the person we job shadow we we stay with them we stay with them we stay with them to the point is right where we were able to step away it is so important for us to say the last thing that we want is to set anybody up for a fail because mm. it does no good for anybody in this situation. It does no good for us, the company. No, because it'll come back to you in, 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 with negative feedback. Yeah, It will do no good for the service user because mm-hmm. we're setting them up for a fail and negative mm-hmm. and absolutely no good for the employer because we don't want to give them the wrong perceptions or ideas because if it doesn't end well, then they'll think, well that didn't work out. Yeah, and, and they, they won't, won't do it again. It. No, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But what kind of obstacles are people facing these days, do you think, when they go to look for a job, Shane? I suppose in some cases, and I can only speak uh, of what maybe perhaps we're experiencing in Kells, it's just that the opportunities aren't there maybe we're getting the work placement we might mm. and at best we're getting that we're getting the six weeks work placement if you like in, in some cases but then it ends after that it ends after that to say well the job isn't there I'm here kind of advocating on behalf of getting employment for, for our service users but also I'm saying employment doesn't have to be a part time job or full time hours it can be one day a week it can be three hours a week on one day yeah. it can be two hours spread out over a week it can be whatever it needs to be, but it can also be just work placement to begin with. A lot of our service users have identified that they would like some form of work, but they have no work experience to go with it. Yeah, so of course. So if we could build up an element of work experience, then we've got a really wholesome look on CV. That's a good start for anybody. So we're not immediately jumping in here saying we want work, work, work. Yeah. Even work experience, let's build up people's CVs. So you're looking for people to give these people a chance? Yes. Just absolutely. to give them a start? Absolutely. Because I imagine if they're out there and they really want to work, they must be very disheartened with the current state of things, are they? 
Yes, and mm. you see, we're acknowledging then as well the change in transition. Like we have to acknowledge how the disability model has moved on over the years. Let's not forget what was the 1950s. We had people in institutions. Yes, okay? yes. So that progressed on into large workshops, congregate employment, large congregate settings of where there might be 80 to 100 people in one building alone. Then we've moved on to social settings or where we're focusing on the community. But you still see the the large buses pulling up at swimming pools and gyms, and you might see eight, nine service users hopping off with. Three Three, four staff members. Yeah. Now we're getting to today's age and there's nothing wrong with today's age. It's really positive. We've got smaller homes. We're focusing on individual things, people doing individual things for themselves, okay? Yeah. And and less is more. So that they're more independent in accessing their community, going to the coffee shops, going yeah. to the So they're doing all that. Now my famous line is what we have now is we have community acceptance. That is not denied. That is absolutely mm-hmm prevalent it is there we have community acceptance people with disabilities are accepted into the shops swimming pools gyms all those places I spoke of mm-hmm. but where we lack is community expectation now that is solely my view in my opinion we have community acceptance in this day and age but no community expectations and what I mean by that is that there is no expectations that people with disabilities can do the same as you or I that people with disabilities can be community influencers contributors so contributors as in they can contribute to community versus that of being a participator we're all community participators but can, they can also be community contributors then as well Yes of course but how would we change people's mindset about that and, and myself and all of us in the media you know is there a way that we can change to help to change people's mindset or, like what are we doing wrong? It's not what you're wrong with. That's what's bringing me here today. We're looking at that's the media awareness that we're doing. So, mm. like, I have to point out, I'm a service manager. I don't work in PR. I don't work in media. I think okay. you could. I don't know. <laughs> you certainly could. I suppose what we're finding is everything that we do related to our media, all the videos I spoke about earlier on, the reason why we don't do it for the likes and shares, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't do this for promotional purposes, not for any advantage over fellow disability providers. I'm certainly not doing it for personal gain. We're doing it to create awareness. All of the things I speak of that's negative so far with the lack of opportunities and mm. people not having any expectations, that's not a, out of ignorance. That's just lack know, of awareness. Yeah. That's yeah. pure yeah. lack of awareness. Absolutely. We make videos that reflect the daily challenges and difficulties that we as care staff face. So we're not making videos because it's something that came to our head and it looks good, we'll make it. When you watch our videos, that is actual reflection on what service users face on a daily basis, but what we as staff have to try and combat on a daily basis. And where can we see these videos, Shane? Our videos are on our website, www.prosperme.ie. They're on our Facebook page as well, Prosperme okay. Facebook page. Um, okay, everybody should go, go and have a look at those videos. And just before we wrap up, Shane, because I, I have to wrap up in the next minute, tell me about this handsome man on the poster here behind you here. And your poster uh, looks very, very like the election posters that are everywhere today. It does. Very it does. similar style. And I suppose if you like Vote this number is a, one. Yeah. What do you see when you, when you look at that? What do you see? I see a happy looking chap on that poster. I see someone with a lovely smile. Yeah. Dominicus is a well-able young man. Now, Dominicus Dominicus. has Down syndrome. And the thing about that is Down syndrome is what people see when they look at uh, his disability, I I guess. Mm -hmm. Dominicus' disability is not his Down syndrome. Okay, that is not holding him back. What's holding Dominicus back, actually, is the fact that he's only after moving to Ireland a short time ago. So his English is not there. So we're working closely with him to, to build up his English. This is a fine, capable young man who's only one of 180 plus people in Prosper Meath who's going to advocate on behalf of his peers along with his friends as well going out to try and get employment for And how come you chose this particular young man? Look at him. Oh he's cute he really (laughs) is. I know he's he's a cracking young man. Why? Because um, let's just say if we can get this young man work then we can get anybody work. As I said his disability is not what you see his disability is communication. All right, Shane Thanks a million for coming in to chat to us today and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Opening launch sales offers are now available from Blackstone Motors and we are giving away a 191 Renault Clio. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda now to enter. Hey, Tommy, you come to me. You want to marry my daughter, but you don't respect me. You still haven't taken care of ecological waste. But, boss! Tommy, you want to be in the family or not? Yeah, boss, but we can't compete with ecological. They're collecting in Dundalk, Black Rock, Castle Bellingham, Carrick Macross, Carlingford, and tons more. And they're cheaper than us, boss. Four bins from just €20 a month. Switching couldn't be easier. Call Ecological Waste now, 042-93-70152, or log on to ecological.ie. What's the matter with you? 
Hi, Barney here. We are proud to invite you to visit our award-winning Flower Hill Furniture Store here in Navan. You will receive excellent customer service and the best prices in quality furniture in the Northeast. Award-winning Flower Hill Furniture Navan for excellent quality and a huge range of bedroom, kitchen, dining and living room furniture. Visit flowerhillfurniture.ie. We look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I've had a dodgy past. I owed some cash to a geezer, so I hopped on the first ferry across the water and fled. But it's all sorted now, yeah? Every used car has a story. At Windsor Certified, all ours have a happy ending. And with our 149-point check, including a financial history check, you can buy used with confidence at windsor.ie. Windsor. Drive happy. With Unpost Money Current Account, free yourself from fees by earning money back into your account when you shop with any of our money back partners. There's no limit to what you can earn back. Customers have earned as much as €200 Euro in a month. Search Unpost Money Current Account and open your account online today or visit your local post office. Unpost Money Current Account for your world. Money back is based on spend with selected money back partners. See onpost.com terms and conditions apply. Unpost is authorised by the Minister for Finance to provide payment services and is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland in the provision of such services. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. To celebrate the official opening of our Dundalk dealership, Blackstone Motors are giving away a 191 Renault Clio. Don't miss out. To enter, visit Blackstone Motors in Dundalk or Drogheda now. And welcome back to Late Lunch. It's Joan Larkin here sitting in for Jerry. As always, if you want to make a comment or you have a question, the number is 0861800658. Now, my next guest is championing a cause to have a very popular figure, Father David Bradley, kept in Drogheda, despite the decision of the church to move him down to County Westmeath. St Nicholas Gaelic Football Club has started an online petition to keep Father Bradley in the Drogheda area, and so far they've attracted over 1,200 signatures. Now, the chairman of St Nicholas GAA is Des. McDonald. He joins me now on the line this afternoon. How are you doing, Des? Joan, how's it going? How are you? Thanks a million for joining me on Late Lunch today. Des, now, now priests get moved from parishes. That's a normal run of events. But I suppose Father Bradley's been in Drogheda for over a quarter of a century and it's probably going to affect a lot of people when he goes. But why do you think there's such strong feeling in the area about this particular transfer? Uh, I think it was just kind of, you do expect priests to be moved. Uh, not the here as long as they have been here. He's here over 25 years. Uh, and I just think with, with all the work Father Bradley has done, uh, it's just, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to hit the parish really, really hard. Des, tell us a bit about the work he's done and how much he means to people in the area. Well, I don't know Father Bradley would know. Father Bradley is real. Just gets on with it. It has to be done. He'll just do it. doesn't want any praise for it. doesn't like the, the, the hustler, the bustler. He, he just the type of fella that just, just does it because it has to be done. Uh, he's done a lot in the area. Father Bradley, when he came up here first, would have, would have did a bit of training with us in St. Nicholas GFC. But he would have took our kids' teams away on minibuses for us for, for over the last 10 years. Uh, he would have did a lot of the work with He's a youth uh, programme there running. And them kids are going to miss him shocking. But even the older people in the area, uh, like all the stuff that's going on in the town at the minute, and people say, like, the young people of the town, but the old people as well are living in the area. Uh, and and they, they have to deal with all this uh, stuff that's going on now as well. And as, yeah, Drogheda has been getting a lot of bad press lately with the, the, the latest troubles that are going on in the town. But do you think Father Bradley has made a difference to people's lives while he's there with all the turmoil that's going on around them? Well, with all the turmoil that's going on around you, it, it's, it's nice to see a, a familiar, friendly face. Uh, Father Bradley would be out busy Every night of the week, visiting people in the homes uh, to, to just uproot the whole thing now. Is, uh, I just can't see the sense in it. And do you know the feelings of the local people? There's strong feelings in the area about this. Yeah, well, the, the reason we started the online campaign is uh, we're the local GA club. So our catchment area is the Holy Family Parish. So we're, we're kind of tied in, in, in with, the, with the church and the local schools. So a lot of the people have been coming to us. Uh, we'd be out doing our, our, our regular local collection. And a lot of people have become all saying, "Look, oh, can we not do something? Can we not start an online campaign?" Mm. So there was a there was a there was a big feel out there that we needed to do something. Now, a lot of people will tell you, "Look, it's probably it's probably going to get moved anyway," and and, and maybe mm. probably will. But it would be a nice gesture, I think, for the parish just 
So he 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 know how much he meant to the parish. And have you spoken to himself? Do you know how he feels about the decision to move him? No, I haven't spoken to him yet at all. Uh, and no one's Father Bradley. He'll just say that that's that's what they sign up to. You know, I've been talking to a couple of priests, and they said, "Look, that's, we know when you sign up for this, you can be moved at any time, mm-hmm. and that's fine." Like you know, we lost Father Tony to the Nord there a couple of years, mm-hmm. but he's never replaced the area. And as I said before, like that, they're bringing in 20, 24, 25 extra guards into Florida, and they're taking the figure out. It covers a massive area up where we are in the Holy Family Parish. Yeah, but these changes seem to have been made. They seem to be definite. Now, do you think you can make a difference, reverse this decision with this online petition? You'd like to think you could. I don't, I don't really know what would be the answer, but as I said, maybe, who knows, maybe he might be only down there for a couple of years and he might move again, and maybe he might leave the door open for him to move back to us. But I think the feeling of the people is just that they want to they want to kind of show them how much that he meant in the area. And you know, if people want to get involved with this campaign and try to have the decision overturned, and they and you want more people to sign your petition, I presume, what can they do? How can people get in touch with you? Well, if you log on to our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter or anything like that, there's an online there that you can do. But as I said, we do have ticket sellers outside the two centres in Balscove and. There beside us there in the park, and we will be there on Saturday morning. So anyone wants to come along, they can sign. Sorry, the line went down a little bit there, Des. Would you say that bit again for me about Saturday? Yeah, as I said, we have we we do ticket collections for our on for our lot at the two centres, the one just there beside us ourselves there, and the one in Ballscuff. And we'll have the petition there. Anyone that's knocking around on Saturday morning want to tip down and just sign the petition. Okay, and we'll see what comes of it. I mean, it seems to me that the decision, from what I've read, the decision seems to have been made to to move him down into County Westmeath, but we'll see how it goes. And you have, what is it, 1,200 signatures so far? We're up to 1,400 now online. And then we've about 200 that have physically signed. Okay, so you could say you're you're heading for the 2,000 mark, really? Yes. Okay, well, listen, Des, thanks a million for joining me today and and thanks for taking the time to chat to us and enjoy that lovely afternoon and the best of luck. No bother, John. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Late lunch with Blackstone Motors. Get lowest can be APR, zero deposit required and finance arranged within four hours with all 192 pre-ordered Renaults. What are you waiting for? There's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda or Cavan. And you're very welcome back to Late Lunch. Now, we opened the show with Shane Carolyn, who's the service manager for Prosper Mead, and we had a caller texting in to ask us the website address. It's prospermead.ie if you want to find out any more details on that. Don't forget now, you can contact the programme on 086 658. So you're very welcome back. And my next guest in studio is a lovely lady by the name of Laura Armada. And we're coinciding with Celiac Awareness Week this week. Now, she's a local entrepreneur and a juicing therapist. Laura, you're going to have to explain that one to me. Um, She was crowned with a gold award at last weekend's National Free From Food Award for her range of juices. So we'll talk about the juices in a few minutes because I have two lovely looking bottles of juice here in front of me in the studio. But let's talk a little bit about you. Hi. Hi, how are you, Laura? You're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thanks a million for having me. Tell me a little bit about yourself, that lovely accent. Tell me about that first. I haven't lost it, have I? No. No, no, I'm originally from Barcelona in Spain, uh, but I'm here technically, is it 21? Yeah, 21 years that I'm in in Drogheda. Wow. So technically, I'm more Irish than Spanish. I left when I was 18. Um, Okay. So I've been here for a very, very long time. So for me, this is my home now. Okay. Okay. Now tell me, what is a juicing therapist? A juicing therapist is a tricky one. So my background is fitness and nutrition. Um, I've been a fitness instructor for the past 23 years. And nutrition has always played a massive, massive part in my life. And when my mom got really, really sick, uh, about, I think it's nine, ten years ago now, mm-hmm. um, she, she developed uh, lung fibrosis and breast cancer. So I just stepped in and I gave her a tiny little helping hand and like any child would do for the parents. Okay. I helping her. Very serious illnesses. Very now. serious. Yeah. So um, she's a very, very amazing, brave <clears throat> woman. And I just started juicing for her just pure vegetables twice a day. And she made an amazing uh, recovery. Okay. Um, and it kind of made me realize that 
this is going to sound a bit mad, but it's the power of plants. I do believe that plants are magic. Yeah. And uh, so many of us are constantly looking for a quick fix for something that is just off the shelf and it's going to sort out all of life problems. And mm. we're every day getting further and further away from nature. And I do believe that a lot of life issues, a lot of problems, especially when it comes to health, um, they can be really, really improved if we go back to basics, going back to cooking. So we're talking about, yeah, we're talking just, about using food as medicine. Exactly. As Hippocrates uh, used to say, yeah. yeah. Let food be the medicine. Uh, medicine, I mean, the medical sector, we all know they are under pressure all the time and mm. they do an amazing, amazing job, but they're overloaded. And I do believe that many of us abuse them. I mean, we have a headache and how many people reach for a paracetamol before they even think about drinking a glass of water because they may, they may be mm-hmm. dehydrated, you know. Yeah. So I do believe that there is a massive space there for, for medicine, but also that us as individuals should actually try to look after ourselves a bit better. So it is and up to people, yeah, to exactly. take care of your own health and start by what you put in your body. Your body is the only home you'll ever, ever truly own without mm. it. This is not like a car that comes January and you can train for a new model. We have one for life. So how That's you look right. after it, it's going to really, really have an effect on, on the quality of life later in life. So you've, have you always felt this way? I've always, I've, I would say I've always been passionate about food. I mean, I come from the Mediterranean diet, so I was spoiled growing up with food. Then I moved to Ireland and it was like a big of a shock to the system. Of <laughs> I bet. Everything. <laughs> uh, supermarkets here are much larger. Everybody yeah. buys everything in supermarkets as opposed to in a home in Spain there will be more shopping at markets, food markets. Mm. Like you buy your, your uh, fruit and vegetables freshly every day. So it's a very different way of, of cooking and buying. Yeah. But I mean, now Ireland nowadays, you can literally avail of everything. Everything is it, available for us. But we still are looking for quick fixes. And we still do our big weekly shop, whereas yeah. in the Mediterranean countries, they go out every day for the exactly. fresh bread, the fresh exactly. fruit, the fresh yeah. veg. Yeah, it's a better way of doing things if you have the time. Exactly. Isn't that the thing? So this is kind of where the juicing came in. So after seeing the the improvement, the effect that it had on my mom's health in a a positive way, I researched and I uh, realised you could actually train in the subject. So I went over to the UK to train on a gentleman called Jason Vale. He's very, very well known. Mm -hmm. He's a lot on TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, I enrolled on the juice therapist programme just to find out a tiny bit more about why my mom had had the reaction that she had to it. More or less to educate myself on this subject yeah uh, so when I came back and I then it took me two and a half years to qualify it wasn't just a simple let's go one day to the UK and train it was a very very in-depth <laughs> as a juice training. therapist yeah two really, and a half years uh, yeah two and a half years okay uh, and I have a master's and a degree in languages and this was by far the hardest training I have ever done <laughs> okay uh, but very very interesting I was so like so passionate about everything I was reading oh my god this makes so much sense yeah so my plan was just to start making a couple of juices per week to my my fitness clients and in, in my gym mm. and that was that was the, the idea initially just juicing a couple of, of times a, a week okay and that's it but then within a few months it kind of exploded there was people travelling from Molingara from Donegal to buy your juices right and okay like, and you can't buy them because they're made fresh we you... are wrong yeah, yeah. We are wrong. and that's the difference okay yeah. even the, the term called press doesn't even mean anything anymore raw is the word that you're looking for it means that raw they haven't been processed they haven't been HPP'd they are supposed to last as nature intended okay so four to five days in a fridge that's as long as they will last so the lovely juices you brought in for me today uh, I have one in my hand here it's very orange in colour zinger zinger Zinger. so it's cold pressed raw juice made from carrot orange and ginger and you said made at home about an hour ago this was made by a fabulous team which is Hazel and Sylvia um, about an hour ago yeah so those two were freshly made and the green one is pineapple apple spinach cucumber avocado celery lime and ginger. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of so ingredients. That's our award-winning juice. We won a silver award at the Blast and the Heron last September with that particular So juice. this one's called Clean Machine. Clean Machine, yeah. Again, made about an hour ago. Yeah, that's probably amazing. about two hours ago because we make them in batches. We're <laughs> going to taste them in a few minutes' time, but I just want you to tell me a little bit more about... Um, what people think of these, I mean, they'll say, oh, well, that only lasts a day or so. Oh, oh you know, I, I'd like if it would last in my fridge for maybe a week or something. So maybe you should throw a few old preservatives in there or additives. What do you say Look, to that? For me, is our client is a person who has a very, very keen interest in health. 
and nutrition. It's somebody who uh, may be going through illness and they understand that they need to ha- get very high doses of nutrients. That on average, we can pack one and a half kilos of produce per bottle. So if you can picture how long it will take you to chew that, you know? Yeah. So it's a loss. It's an easier way for your body to absorb that. And because all of the insoluble fiber has been removed, it means that your bloodstream can absorb all of the nutrients within 10 to 15 minutes. So if you have somebody who needs that tiny bit of extra goodness into the system, Mm -hmm. it's a very easy and handy way for them to get it into the system. And the question is, what do they taste like? Are they good? They're amazing. We need to open these now. Yeah. So while I'm chatting to you away, would you pour a a little drop of each one there into the... Thing I do is I educate people. I do a lot of workshops. I go to corporate, I go to banks and offices. And mm. and normally when I finish my, my workshops, people always want to go home and buy a juicer. And oh, okay. people just think, oh yeah, let's go. And they just throw everything together. And mm. they always come back to me, oh my God, I made the most disgusting concoction ever. <laughs> so I would say less is more, uh, okay. but they all taste amazing. In my opinion, they're all amazing. Well, I'm going to give you my opinion now because okay. I have the orange one here in my hand. Mm-hmm. There's a kick to that one. Oh, there is. Oh, but that's lovely. Oh, that yeah, ginger. that is lovely. Ginger is just one of the most powerful naturals, antibacterials, antihistamines and antibiotics that you can get. Ginger is one of my favourite things. Yeah, it's lovely, but you can taste the orange. You can taste mm-hmm. the carrot as well in there and just has a little kick at the end. It's lovely. OK, so I've got this green kind of machine. green machine. OK, clean machine. It's premier because there is half an avocado blended. At the I end. was going to say it looks like mm-hmm. a creamy green. Oh, yeah. wow. There's a zing in that. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. Nice that is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I didn't think I would because um, I'm not a big fan of um, celery and the celery in there, there isn't is there? celery, yeah. Mm. Small amount, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is gorgeous. We just have a text in from a listener asking you if you have any juices for somebody who is losing their hair. This lady is in her 70s and she's losing her hair. Wondering is there any of these juices could help for alopecia, her? I have never come across for one in particular. You will have to really look, look and, and get tests on and bloods and find out why why is it happening you know so I'm afraid not I've never come across a particular juice but that would actually sort that out yeah but they but they could try them because any of these are when I, mean, are I always say to people it's vitamins. about it's about getting yourself healthy yeah I mean, get, get getting yourself if there's any underlying health issues going on in your body do try your very best to be as healthy as possible where do you get the veggies from well Laura? because we're a HSC approved uh, running food manufacturing business so we have to place an order with a supplier who goes to the Dublin market, Smithfield's market every morning. So our, our business model is, is quite odd and funny that's something that we were commended for last weekend at the awards is because our orders have to come in by 9 o'clock at night. Our veg okay. order goes at 10 o'clock. They go to Dublin markets at 5 a.m. in the morning. They deliver to us by 6 o'clock and then we start production. So okay. by the end of the day, there's not a single pineapple, carrot or bit of celery left. Okay. So we have a zero waste food policy. Oh, right. Okay. So where can we get them? Where, where can people buy these. You can mainly from ourselves. I mean, we only just to order. So mm-hmm. if you don't order, we don't make them. Okay. But here locally in Drogheda, they are available in a good few of the pharmacies. So Cottage Pharmacy, Millmount Pharmacy, North Road, Maher's Pharmacy in West Street. We also have Barefoot Company, Mint Green, and you also are found in Navan and Commons Road Pharmacy. Oh, lovely. Okay. So there's plenty of places yeah, where you can get them. The they're, they're being, so I have to say the businesses in Drogheda have been amazing. They're really supporting the, uh, us being a local business. And I think they would appeal to kids as well. Yeah, we do have a kids range as well. You do? Yeah, we sneak the vegetables in there. So they only have the size. I um, mean, my two in particular, there's one called beet it. And the ingredients are beetroot, apple, carrot. And we put two strawberries at the end. Okay. And they call it the strawberry juice. Because it's a bright pink colour, is it, it, with the they beetroot have no in idea it. there's beetroot in there. And it's the only way I can get them to, to take beetroot. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So that's going to really <laughs> yeah, attract the kids of color. They're very popular. We have a lot of parents that will buy the week supply for the kiddies. Okay. And tell me about your own kids. Are they um, into the healthy eating? My young kids, I have two complete opposites of kids. I have okay. got a nine-year-old who would eat anything. And I've got a five-year-old who is raw vegan from birth. He's it's raw a boy, is it? vegan, yeah, two boys from Two birth. boys. And he's raw vegan from birth. Was yeah. that something that you made a conscious decision nope. to no, do? No, 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 no. I was a meat eater and a fish eater. No, uh, as a baby, whenever I started feeding him, uh, I did try, as every parent would do, to feed him. And any time there was any dairy or any meat, it just like everything would come out. Oh, really? So eventually we got him checked with the doctors because we thought maybe there was an intolerance, an allergy, something there. Everything came back uh, clear. So we kind of, I took a different approach to feeding and I let him guide me. Okay. And the moment he started talking, he has very, very strong feelings about animal rights. Okay. Where that comes from, we have no idea. How old is this little genius? He's five and a half. Wow. And he believes that my poor husband can't enjoy, can enjoy a steak at home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have two vegan kids oh, my own. You? Yeah, but yeah. they're grown up. They're 25 and 22. And so, they came to veganism about four or five years ago, okay. both of them, for the same reasons. Yeah, because most people I would know, yeah. they will have made the conscious decision later on in life. Yeah. So he but it's amazing. He's five. amazing. And, but the good thing about it is that his energy levels are, and I mean, there's no end to them. He's extremely developed. His motor skills are very developed. They're very peculiar. He's very different. Very, very different. He's a little genius. And That's what he, he is. is. Yeah, he is. But we've probably said he's been here before. <laughs> he's one in a million. <laughs> he's an old soul. Yeah. But he yeah, he has very strong beliefs about animal rights and he's, yeah. to this day he has never eaten any I love any him already. Animal. And I haven't even <laughs> met him. <laughs> one more question before we wrap up and we do have to wrap up, but another texter has is asking, Can you advise a juice for someone who's getting constant sore throats, chest infections, exhaustion and cold sores? Oh, so really run like down. Somebody has really, really run down. But mm. overall I always say it's ginger. Ginger is an, an, an all rounder, an amazing ingredient. So or zinger will be very, very good. We also make ginger shots, which sells like, I mean, so well at the pharmacies. It's a very, very small, powerful dose of ginger and apple. So it can have a very powerful effect to get rid of especially uh, infections, sinus and cold. Lovely. Well, I hope that helped our listener there. Laura, I want to say thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for bringing in your gorgeous juices and the best of luck for the future. Thanks for having me. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, setting the standard tyre for award-winning customer service you can trust. Visit the regional dealer for Renault and Dacia in the Northeast for exclusive launch offers with lowest can be AP or finance and finance arranged within four hours. Dare to live? Welcome back to Late Lunch with Joan Larkin sitting in here for Jerry this afternoon and tomorrow as well. Now, the sunshine in the recent days is hopefully a sign of what's to come this summer when we all hit the beaches. But a big question is who cleans up after us on the beach and who's responsible for the dogs and the horses and do we bring home our rubbish? Well, I'm joined in studio now by two gentlemen. Alan Watson of the Beach Management Committee for Laytown, Mornington and Bettystown and Gary Stewart, Volleyball Ireland General Manager. You're both very welcome to Late Lunch, guys. Can I start with you, Alan, if you don't mind? And can, can you just tell me a little bit about the Management Committee, how it came about and, and what it's, its function? The Beach Management Committee was a formation by Mead County Council. They actually stuck an advert in, in a couple of the local newspapers and asked for people who had an interest in volunteering to become part of a, a Beach Management Committee as a liaison, as a go-between the community and the council themselves. Um, I applied, like, uh, I think there were 12 other people. Um, we were accepted, and those people are representatives of the community, representatives of business, uh, sporting associations, and the, they also have four councillors on the committee. So we, in, in essence, um, are a voluntary organisation with no power. So we're mm. kind of like a lobby group. Right. Um, and... We're tasked, I suppose, and we've tasked ourselves with educating people in relation to the beach usage and the best 
use of that particular facility. Okay, so that's a large stretch of strand there if you take in those three beaches really in in Meath and North County Dublin area. But the the Bettystown Beach, of course, is very well known for being hugely populated in the summertime and cars uh, driven on that beach, dogs on the beach, horses on that particular beach and on other beaches as well. I mean, what are the main problems? Do you have issues and problems with all of those things that I mentioned? What What are the main issues you deal with? I suppose popularity of any place brings with it problems. Mm. Um, if you talk about what are the main issues, antisocial behaviour is, is, unfortunately, it's a big issue, particularly for those living at the coast, uh, for those who use the beach on a regular basis. And by that, what I mean is um, it, it's not so much the people who are driving on the cars, it's the people who are driving irresponsibly with the cars on the beach. There's plenty of room on that beach for everybody. Mm. Um, but you do have issues about... Um, the likes of, of litter in particular and mm. littering in the dunes and glass in the dunes um, and the antisocial behaviour is from parties and drinking and so on and so forth yeah. and that does cause difficulties for the beach user. Um, but how do you combat that Alan? How can you stop that especially if it's happening I- at night time? Extremely difficult. Um, mm. Unfortunately it, it, it's unfortunate to have to say that there are current bylaws which actually say that cars are not allowed on the beach after 8pm yeah. during the winter or 10pm during the summer. Mm. There's actually an alcohol prohibition in the existing bylaws so the Beach Management Committee would very much be in favour of the enforcement of the existing bylaws, which are perfectly fit for purpose and allow yeah. the, the amenity to be used by everybody in a, in a very safe fashion. So really what we're looking for is an, a further investment from the council, but that investment around the management of it. And to be fair, there is a beach management plan which they're going to put out to the public over the next couple of months, we understand. But is there anybody there physically on the beach who no, can watch the, things going on? That's and the difficulty, John. There's not. We have a beach warden for maybe three months of the year. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest difficulty of the whole lot. So there's nobody there watching what's going on or nobody there to stop antisocial behaviour? No, it's 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 at the behest of the individual um, to, to make a report to the guards and the guards are, are well stretched, but they're very, very interested in making sure that the immunity is not spoiled and, to, and mm. to, particularly to curb antisocial behaviour. Um, there have been a number of incidents, um, quite yeah. serious incidents, and yeah. It would be an awful pity to have somebody injured before an action has to be taken. I know, yeah. And this summer now promises to be, well, hopefully it's going to be as nice as last summer was. And you're going to have thousands and thousands of people coming onto these beaches. That brings litter, an awful lot of litter. What's what's being done about that? What can be done about that? I mean, if everybody got the message to bring your litter home, sure, this would be grand, wouldn't it? But, it would, it would, yeah. But yeah. what are you facing in Bettystown and the other beaches? We, we say to people, look, leave nothing except footprints. The Beach Management Committee organises a beach clean-up um, the second Saturday of every of every month, but there are other community groups who also organise beach cleanups. So at the moment, I suppose a lot of the cleanup is left to the members of the public. The council do come in and empty bins and put in larger bins during the mm. summer months. Um, but you're really looking at people to be responsible in terms of the litter. If you bring it to the beach, you can bring it home. Yeah, exactly. And talking about the beach, and, and of course, it's a marvellous place and it's a fantastic um, amenity for children, especially in the summertime, but also for people who enjoy sport. And if I can bring you in, Gary, here on this one, if you can tell us a little bit about volleyball. Now, I, I was chatting to you off air. It's a sport. I'm not a sporty person, but it was a, a sport I played in school when we're talking back in the 80s. It was hugely popular, but I haven't heard much about it lately, but is maybe that's just me. Is it still as popular nowadays? And beach volleyball in Ireland, really? Yeah, well, beach volleyball, um, is certainly a sport which is increasing in participation around the world and particularly in Ireland as well. Um, so this summer we will be delivering um, seven national beach volleyball tour events around the country, the main one being the um, the Bettystown events over the June bank holiday weekend, which is actually part of the Olympic qualifying process for Tokyo 2020. So we're bringing in eight different countries um, from around Europe to compete in the first stage of that qualifying process. So there'll be competition on all weekend over the 1st and, and 2nd of June. So, my goodness, so anybody can come down and watch these Olympic qualifiers? Look, absolutely. Anyone can come down and watch the qualifiers. It's a free event. Um, there will be come try it sessions on for adults, for children to give the sport a go. For many, it will be for the, for the very first time. Um, we'll also be running promotional days in primary and secondary schools in the week ahead of the event and we'll also be hosting a come try it session um, specifically for adults um, on the Thursday evening before the the tournament kicks off. Well there's something new to take up for the summer I never knew. When you think beach volleyball you think of California don't you? Places like that. You do, you think of California but hopefully after this event you'll be thinking of Bettystown as well because it's (laughs) it's it's a spectacular beach, it's a beautiful setting 
we get a little bit of luck with the weather. You know, you could be, mm. you could be anywhere and there's, there's no better place than um, the east coast of Ireland for it. What if the June bank holiday weekend is a washout? Would it still go ahead if the old rain comes down? Oh, look, absolutely. There was, um, there was a similar event in Slovenia last week. It rained, I think, for three days. The oh. event was a huge success. So, um, oh. yeah, look, we, we play in all weathers. We, we're used to it. Um, we, we, we will make the most of it. Lovely. I was chatting to my producer, Louise, just off air just before mm. we came on and we decided in your honour to play a lovely song at this very moment. Take it away, Louise. If everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody be served like California. Bushy, bushy, blonde hair Surfing USA You'll catch them surfing at Inside, outside, USA Ventura County Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Opening launch sales offers are now available from Blackstone Motors, and we are giving away a 191 Renault Clio. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda now to enter. Welcome back to Late Lunch, where we're talking beaches and all tying all summertime activities with Alan Watson and Gary Stewart. Now, we're talking mainly about the beaches in Meath. We're talking about Bettystown and Laytown. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think a beach should be used for in the summertime and how people should respect this? After all, a beach is a living, breathing space. And and we need to respect that. And, and what do you think it's going to take for any problems that have existed to disappear, for people's attitudes maybe to change? What yeah, do you think, Alan? perception, John. Um, it is living and breathing. And I mean, people don't understand, but every tide changes the actual aspect of the beach as well. So what we would first say is that, look, if you can bring it to the beach, you can bring it home. So mm-hmm. leave nothing except footprints and take only memories. That's what we would ask people to do. And that's really important. But by contributing and by getting involved in the likes of the beach cleanups on the second Saturday of every month, people are actually then changing the behaviours and the perception that others have of the beach. So what's important is that it's a fabulous amenity that we have. We are the envy of a lot of people on the east coast of Ireland. Uh, even Gary said from Beach Volleyball, they travel all over the country, from all over the country to our beach. Mm. So it's something we should be proud of. But being proud of it isn't all we need to do. We actually need to take care of it. So even if it's a question when you go for a walk on the beach, take three pieces of plastic home. You know, right. Very, very simple things. Yeah. If you have a dog, please pick it up and don't chuck the bag because that's a big problem that we have. Put the bag in any bin. Any bin will do. And that's really important. And there are bins on these beaches because I know when I go walking my dog, I do I do take the poo bags with me. And, yeah. and, and it's a problem to try to find a bin to put it in. Well, because it's a natural place and the tide comes in, leaving a, be- a bin on the beach would mean that the, the bin will get covered by the tide. Yeah. So there are bins at the access points, mm-hmm. certainly. And any bin will do, John. And that's yeah. really important as well. And what about horses? Are they still allowed on these beaches? Yeah, absolutely. There are horses. The current bylaws suggest that horses can be on the beach uh, up until 11am and that's exactly the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Most ho- horse owners will be off the beach by 11am. Um, they're not allowed into the dunes. That has become a problem at times. Um, there are some proposals in the current um, amended bylaws, we understand, to further restrict the use of horses. And the Beach Management Committee, to be honest with you, wouldn't be in favour of that. Right, OK. Um, we believe that, that our SPA, the Special Area of Conservation and the Special Protected Area that we have, 
are, are there as a result of doing the right things mm. as against doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And we would ask the council and we would ask, I suppose, others involved to try and lobby to make sure that we actually have a beach manager and that we have a resource like a park warden, but mm-hmm. a beach warden that's there full time to actually to make sure that the thing is policed and, and managed properly. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it, when you say a park warden, that the, you should have a beach warden. It, it actually makes sense to have somebody there. Yeah, well, Joan put it like this. The beach is not used by people in late on Bellister morning. It's used by the whole county. It's used by County Loud, County mm-hmm. Mead, County Wicklow. Mm-hmm. So we are not the only people, the residents out there are using this beach. It's a facility for lots of other people and yeah. therefore they deserve for it, for it to be taken care of. And so there's a lot of things planned now for this coming summer, sports and activities yeah. on the beach. Um, either of you guys like to tell us a little bit about those? Well, I, I can give you a heads up, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the things planned, we have the beach cricket on the 29th of, of June, the beach cricket and uh, family sports day. So you've got running and racing, as we call it, and cricket. Um, we have cricket clubs from around the country coming to that. That's going on for about five years now. And it's uh, it's revisited from something that happened 100 years ago. On the 30th of June, we have the National Sandcastle Competition, where we had over 3,000 people participate last year. So it's I have never seen Sandcastle a Sandcastle Competition, really? Sa- 17th Annual Sandcastle and Sand Sculpturing Competition. Oh, I haven't lived. I you really haven't lived if you haven't been <laughs> to Betty Sand Beach. I haven't. I've been to the beach all right with the dog, but I've never been to a Sandcastle Competition. That is one of the best family days out. It really? really, really is. It starts at 10.30 with the Sand Sculpturing um, and people come from all over the country. There's good prize money, 500 euros, the first prize. Yeah. And then we have families arriving from 11, 12 o'clock onwards and spending the afternoon there up until the judging at three and the prize giving at four. And it's a terrific day out. We also have Litter August Crack, which is the second Saturday of every of every month. Uh, there's a beach clean up at 10 o'clock. Litter August so Crack. Litter August Crack. So that means you're it's walking along. the walk you'll ever have, John. <laughs> but you're actually picking up litter, litter. And if you enjoy the beach, it's a chance to give something back to it. Yeah. That's really important. And we're hoping that these behaviours, when seen by others, will, will get people to understand that, look, you know, you can't run riot on the beach. Mm-hmm. If you're driving on the beach, you must respect the speed limits. Yeah. The guards are, are really, really strong in enforcing them this year and making sure that there's no antisocial behaviour in the dunes or on the beach. We have the Leighton races in September, 151 years on the go. We have sand jotting coming back in October. We have that four or five times a year. But most importantly, I suppose, we have the beach volleyball in June Bank Holiday Weekend, an Olympic qualifier and a further event in July of this year. So, I mean, Gary will tell you more about the beach volleyball because we really want people to get involved in that. Yeah, Gary, tell us a little bit more about it. What's involved? Is it um, ladies' teams, men's teams? Are there children involved in, in beach volleyball or what's the age group in general? So this competition is is adults. There are um, four, eight teams competing in the men's um, section and eight teams competing in the female section. Teams coming from across Europe. We have teams from Lithuania, Ukraine, Slovakia, Denmark, um, Estonia, and then of course we have uh, male and female teams representing Ireland as well. Um, as you mentioned, it's an Olympic qualifier. There isn't that many Olympic qualifiers, particularly in team sports, that are actually held in Ireland. So it's it's mm. a huge uh, coup for us to bring this event to Bettystown and um, something you know we're incredibly excited about, and and we hope that it can can raise the profile of the sports uh, in this country, but also of the area as well um, in this country and and across Europe. Um, one thing I would like to say as well is. The local community so far have been incredibly supportive. We're still looking for a few volunteers, so if anyone would like to be involved, adults and also um, teenagers as well, we have ball girl and ball boy opportunities. If anyone wants to be involved, drop us an email, info at volleyballisland.com. Oh, right, we'll, okay. we'll be in touch. Oh, a good exercise as well, running down the beach after the ball when it goes out of bounds, yeah? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep everybody active. It's been a long time since I played volleyball, but you <laughs> might see me down there. You might see you down there, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night before the event, you're welcome. Oh, God, thanks very much. <laughs> Alan Watson and Gary Stewart, thanks a million. Look forward to many days at the beach this coming summer. Thank you very much for coming into Late Lunch today. Thank you, John. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, setting the standard tyre for award-winning customer service you can trust. Visit the regional dealer for Renault and Dacia in the Northeast for exclusive launch offers with lowest can be APR finance and finance arranged within four hours. Dare to live? Welcome back to Late Lunch this afternoon. The number to contact us on is 086-1800-658 for your questions and your comments. Now, our next topic is a subject nobody really likes to deal with, but everybody has to, and that's money, your money, how you manage it and making it work for you to get the best out of your hard-earned cash. Now, I'm delighted to be able to speak to financial advisor Owen McGee of Prosperous Financial Planning. Now, you will, of course, remember Owen from programmes on RTE, How to Be Good with Money, and this crowded house. He's a financial expert with many, many years working in business and finance behind him. Owen, you are very welcome to Late Lunch this afternoon. Thank you very much. 
Oh, and maybe we should start with Irish people, our own people and their money. Are we known for being spenders or are we savers? Uh, to be honest with you, the problem with, it, with Irish people is, is it's very difficult to know because I get an insight because I have a private practice and I get an insight into how people behave with their money. But the, that's just me. I get an insight because they're coming to me to get advice from me to decide what best to do with their money. But we don't talk to each other about it at all. Like we're very poor for talking to our friends, for talking to our family about things when, when particularly when things go wrong. We were very shy about talking to each other about are we good with money or how is it how how would you get out of this problem or have you ever had this problem before? Mm. But we're also very shy about doing it when things go right. So if we do something and it's clever and it worked out really well, quite shy about doing that in fear, I suppose, of being knocked back and told, oh, look at him, he thinks he's better, he's above his station or whatever else. So God, we're very yeah. poor in general about discussing money or talking about money. You go to the States and you sit at a dinner table and people will be talking about the stocks they bought and how I got wiped out on this one and I did read, and they're much better at talking about money than we are here. And that can be a problem for us all. So people are quite secretive when they do well. No, probably secretive when they're not doing so well and then even more secretive when they are doing well. Yes, and that's the problem. We just get caught out completely in this trap of, I don't want anybody knowing my business. And you know what? Since the show How To Be Good With Money um, has been on air and it has been a huge success, it, it goes out on RT1 and it's been a huge success. And mm. what's happened with it is, is people have started to come up on me, to me on the streets. So people often would hear me on radio or see me on, on, on the papers or read me in the papers, but now there's a face to look at and mm. they say, right, there's your man. <laughs> and they'll come over and they'll ask me questions. And I've had some brilliant questions and some really negative things that, as in terms of people having really negative experiences and having problems and we'll have a quick chat about it. And then on the opposite side, people who have things have done really well and they're kind of getting a pat on the back. And that's what they deserve, where they're doing things well. And some of the stories you'd be surprised at, like there was one person who came to me at one stage and they said, it was a couple of weeks after the show came off air, and they said for the first time in their lives, they had savings. They had been saving 10 euros a week since the show started, since the show finished, and it was 40 euros they had saved. And to me, that was a massive accomplishment because they'd never had savings before. This was a person probably, now they're on the street, so I don't, I don't want to offend them, but they were mm. probably in their mid to late 40s. Mm. And this was the first time that they'd actually got ahead. And you know what was really nice about that money? That money was for her. She was going to spend it on whatever she wanted to spend yeah. it on, guilt-free. And, you know, it's not the big wins. The big wins are great. But little wins like that, if you want to call them without, without being patronising, that was a huge monumental success for her. Yeah, of and course. Really, what you think about is, is we all have a habit. And the habit we have is either we save or we have a, have a habit of not saving. And you choose your habit. You decide yourself which you want to be. Because you're making a choice right now not to save or you're making a choice to save. And you can change that habit whichever way you want to do it. So it is a personal choice and you make your decisions yourself. Well, you see, I was just going to ask you that. I was going to say, Irish people in particular, do we fall into this trap of living for today, not thinking about tomorrow until it comes? Or are people, do you think now, becoming much more careful with their finances? People are a little bit more aware because there's a lot of stuff in the media. Um, How to be good with money, the TV show, has really helped because it is sparking any type of conversation, even if it's just with me in the street. And I love that, by the way. Like, I love when people come up and and talk to you in the street randomly and say, yeah, they've got something from the show. Um, Are we more aware? The problem is, I think you could probably spit it 50-50 in terms of there's a whole cohort of people out there who are very conscious of the future. And you see this a lot in couples. You actually find it in a couple. One of the couple will be very concerned about the long-term future. And the other part of the couple will be, no, just live for today. Who cares about the future? Oh, you've just described my marriage. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> and is. I'm the latter so, one. <laughs> for, for, all the, for all the married couples out there, and um, whether it's, and I'm specifically the research I'm talking about is male female couples. Mm-hmm. But for all the male female couples out there, just here's one now to have a row with your partner about, and you might be surprised at this one. <laughs> we actually men and women spend the same amount of money over the course of a year. Women spend frequently, very often, and little amounts. Men tend to buy big gadgets and stuff. Oh, and like full do. sets of golf clubs and all that sort yeah. of thing, not mentioning anyone in particular here. Yeah, and it balances out over the year. But here's the kicker for the females out there. Mm. Women are better with the family finances. 
Yes. And the reason why women are better than family finances is believed to be because women don't see the family money as their money. And that's where the research stops. But I'm going to add into that. Right. And men are, and men are selfish. And they spend all the money on themselves. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. So there's your argument for the dinner table tonight. Women are better with money than men are in general. I'm sure I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. They're more careful because they don't believe it to be their money. They believe it to be the family's money and therefore they mind it better for somebody else than they would for themselves. And that just makes a huge amount of sense. Um, Right. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll try that tonight and then I'll let you know, right? Great. I'll try that one. But... What about the youngsters out there now today? I have a 22-year-old and a 26-year-old at home. Well, they're not at home, they're gone. But they're brilliant at saving, I have to say. Now, when I was their age, I was useless. I travelled everywhere. Every last penny was spent on flights. But they're so sensible. My two are anyway. But, I mean, they're both in their first jobs. What would you say, like, to 21, 22-year-olds out there about about the future? How, Like, how do you get people to save? How do you get youngsters to get into good habits for saving? You see, the younger that they start, the absolute better, because it is just a habit, and that's mm. all it is. So the younger that they get kicked into this this habit of saving, the much, like, so much easier life would be. I was given a presentation, I was given a seminar this morning, and we were talking about the idea of, like, car tax. Mm. Car tax is designed in such a way, the design of it right now is in such a way that people who are behind financially get hit worst. If you pay your car tax on a quarter-to-quarter basis instead of an annual basis... What happens is you get hit with about 20% interest on that. You pay 20% more than you would if you paid it all up front for the year. Now, think about it. If your kids get into a position where they're saving on a regular basis, Mm. when the car tax comes around, they're going to be able to afford to pay for it for the year. Then they're going to save 20%. Mm. And you ever hear the phrase, money follows money? That's a perfect example of that. So if they get into the habit of saving... Now, interestingly for your kids, people wonder, sometimes will ask me, is it nature or nurture? So if you talk about your kids there, did they, are they good with money because they watched you or no. <laughs> did they learn it for themselves? Now, they learned it from their dad, not me. Not necessarily. <laughs> now, this is, this is the actual, the research shows us that we will become exactly the same as one of our parents or exactly the opposite. Right. We, in terms of so, money management. In terms of money management. Okay. But you know what? So the question of nature or nurture when it comes to money, the reality is you can fix it all. You can change it all and you can decide to, to be much more conscious and different about how you manage your money. Um, and that, that can be really, it can be difficult to start, but when you get into the habit of it, it can be mm. so rewarding, it's easy to keep going. Right. Um, now, you do mm. have to have income to start with. This is the big thing. And, and some people really struggle on a month-to-month basis and they find it difficult and then they get hit with a car tax payment to come yeah. up with and they're going, there's no way I could afford this year, this for the year. And that's where you need to get advice about how to be good with money. And while I mentioned that, how to be good with money, we are looking for people to get involved in Series 2. So oh, Series 2 excellent. has been confirmed. And we are looking for people. We're going to have eight episodes this year instead of six. Um, anybody who wants to get involved, just ring 01708 and talk to Kira. And Kira will talk you through how you can get involved in the show and be on the show. If you don't want to make a phone call or you're sitting in the office and you don't want anyone hearing you ringing or whatever it is, just email money at indiepix.ie and there'll be a form automatically sent back to you. Um, you, it's not a, you don't have to put a long email together. Just pop an email out and the form will come back to you. You can fill it out and send it back in. We are looking for people to be involved because I want to help people to, to be good with money. And that's what we're looking for for Series 2. Owen, give me out that phone number again. I'll just jot it down so I can make a reminder at the end of the show. 01708-8191. And Kira will, well, Kira will talk to you on that call. All right. But, and what, what would be involved then for people? Supposing I landed into you. What would, yeah. what would, yeah, be, and what would people have to do? We'd love to have you on. Oh, so no, what, what, no happens is, what happens is, people, people like if we think about the people who are involved in, in, in Series 1, we had everybody from two school teachers who have been renting for a couple of years. They'd really like to buy at some stage. They had a short-term goal, and we'd really like if you had a short-term goal. So their short-term goal was to go to a family wedding in the States without borrowing any money. And they, they wanted to make sure that they had the savings put in place to do it and they were to go to that. And that was within a couple of months of the show starting. They were going off on this trip. So we had to reorganize their finances and they managed to do it. Their longer term goal was to be able to put a deposit on a house. And we, they were well on their way to do that. Then we had people like Rachel. 
Rachel was in her mid-twenties. She, well, I asked her at one stage, um, have you ever had any savings? And she said, I saved 200 euros once, but it only, <laughs> last, it only lasted three days because the girls were going to, I think it was Paris. And she spent savings <laughs> uh, straight away. Rachel but sounds he, like me. By the end of the show, she bought a car for herself without a loan on it. Right, okay. And she is well on her way for putting a deposit together for a house. Well, that was her. She's in her mid-twenties. And then we had a couple who were earning about, actually from Julique, um, and they were they were earning about 110, €112,000 per annum. Uh, she's nice, yeah. He works for a large uh, multinational company. They have a second property in Dublin. They have a pension fund. And when we looked at their finances, they were going to have to keep working until he turned 73 years of age. Good God, with the okay. way their finances were orchestrated. And by the end of it, we actually in Drogheda for the, for the final episode, we were in the hotel there in Drogheda, and we, um, for the final shoot, and we got that from 73 just by restructuring their existing money. He is now able to retire when he turns 59 if he sticks to the plan. Okay. Or, she, or they are. Brilliant. Right? That's yes. fantastic. So anyone who wants to be involved in the next series then can email money at indiepick.ie or contact 0170881191 and you can be on TV having all your money money problems sorted yep. out by Owen. Owen, just before I let you go, tell me why you're in the wee county today and what you're doing yeah. this evening in Drogheda. Well, I'm actually, I'm in the wee county. I know my family are from just outside RD. My dad's family are just outside RD in Smarmer. And, but I am going up today to... Drogheda Credit Union in Lawrence Street are opening up a new loan branch. So there's a there's an event there this evening. People are more than welcome to come along. Half five members, non-members, business people, come along. We're going to have a bit of a and a with a few other things thrown in. So from around half five onwards, we'd love to have anybody who's in the area to come down and just see the, the launch and the opening of the new branch of Drogheda Credit Union. Lovely stuff, Owen McGee. Thanks a million for joining me this afternoon and enjoy your time here this evening. Thank you. Thanks a million. Well, that's about where we leave it for today. Many thanks to all my contributors and also my producer, Louise, for bearing with me while I find my radio feed again. It's been a while. Thanks a million for listening. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Opening launch sales offers are now available from Blackstone Motors and we are giving away a 191 Renault Clio. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda now to enter. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cartmacross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cartmacross or cartmacrosscu.ie. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.